0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us, and enjoy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, if you're here for the first time, or if you're viewing by live stream, for the very first time, we want to tell you thank you for being here, and all the rest of you that come on a regular basis, thank you. Uh, if if, if, If this is, excuse me, if this is your very first time, we want to tell you that we believe your search is over. You're just searching. People are searching right now. They're searching. And they don't know what to believe. They don't know where to go. They're running to and fro. But your search is over. Glory to God. The spirit of learning is here. Thank you, Jesus. the great teacher, of course, always shows up. But that doesn't mean that we're ready to learn. Spirit of learning is here. Glory to God. I was reminded I'm gonna have Angie do this pretty soon. Angie is ministering to our uh, children right now. But Angie, last Sunday we mentioned about that there was going to be a moment whereby the Holy Spirit's gonna put you in front of people, put people in front of you where you're gonna have influence. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. We everybody got a blanket text. It's involved with the Angie mentioned about a lady or that and had some problems. Anyway, she led her to Jesus. And isn't that great? Well, let me tell you, that's what God wants you to do. This ain't all about you. Come get what you want. I love you. This is, about, this is about what God wants done. And, and, and it's not about putting it all on one or two people. God wants to use you. Now, if you want to be stuck, stuck in the mud, or like I like to say it, in the grave with a rut, and a rut is nothing more than a grave with two ends kicked out. can't get out of the rut. If you want to get out of the rut, let the Holy Ghost get a hold of you. Let He fill you up so that in your everyday life, it's not just a routine of trying to do the best you can. All of a sudden you're being led by the Holy Spirit and you let Him lead you to where nothing's an accident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I, 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 you know you're, living, you're living your life with Humpty Dumpty. Okay, Some of y'all don't even know who a Humpty Dumpty is but uh, you're not living that kind of a life. Well, you know, what, whatever, what will be, will be. Uh, you and Doris Day need to... She's not here anymore. That's the attitude. What will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. That's all a lie of the devil. Let the Holy Spirit fill you up. Make room with what the song we said sang here. Let him make room. Whatever you want to do. God, if, you were, if, if we're in the street, you, you can absolutely heal somebody through the, in the, on the street. Yeah. Right. We're in the grocery store. I ain't worried about what people are saying or doing. If you're more worried about what people are saying and doing, I got news for you. You're going to live a life that's always in a box. People's opinion will put you in a box, and you will absolutely regret every minute of it, hate it, And Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm telling you where it's at. I know you're standing. I'm going to stand a whole lot longer than you. A few years back, I don't know, it's been, I don't know, 10 years ago, God got me in zone out of the box <laughs> maybe longer than that and we took on something that I never took on in my life and I've been hesitant about saying anything about it but and we we were putting up, we were going for a bid a contract with the city of San Antonio It was really outside of our box. We spent all night putting this thing together, had to have five copies, maybe seven copies, I don't know, to get it in on time. Got two hours worth of sleep to get it in on time. Make a long story short, there were companies that were competing with this, were multi-million dollar companies. God gave us half of this contract. Now listen very carefully. Don't get shook up. You get shook up by numbers. The the contract was over a million dollars over a four-year period. I'm saying this for a reason. Pay attention. Don't get sidetracked because you're standing. And in that four-year period, you had two years that you could, you had to do it and then after that you got two years to renew in other words you got they gave you two more one more time to renew and God gave it to us and one other company and the company <laughs> the company that had gotten it the other half within two years they wanted out so they turned to me and said, Ronnie, how much, how, how much does your company want? They wanted me to take the whole thing. Okay? And it was big. <laughs> really big. And I, I, I just didn't feel like that I could pastor the church and keep doing that. And I only did it to, to let God prove to this church at the moment. It was a God thing. We had to deal with city inspectors after we did the work. Now I want to tell you this. This is why I want to tell you the whole story. They found out. I didn't let them know the first year that we pastored this church. But after that, they, the word started getting out because we would bring all of our employees working with us. We'd meet here in the parking lot before we went to work. Seven o'clock in the morning. And I want to tell you, some of them were a bunch of renegades that was working for me. I put them in a circle and I said, we're all going to pray. Right here in the parking lot in front of God and everybody passing up and down Roosevelt. We're going to hold hands and there was about 15 of us, 12, 15 of us at a time. We'd pray over the day that God prosper the work of our hands and that I'd pray for them that God would give them strength. Because we're going to move. We're going we're to hustle. We were maintaining 350 acres of property every two weeks. Plus, how many of you have ever heard of the botanical gardens? We were doing the botanical gardens every week. So we were working. The inspectors got so... They wanted us to have that. They were doing everything they could to get us to have the whole thing. We were only one sector. There were four sectors. And they come to us and said, we like everything y'all do. We don't have to come back and worry about anything y'all do. And it got to where when they were having personal problems in their lives, they'd pull me aside. We were at a meeting, you're not supposed to be doing this. Walk out of the meeting where we were at, right there on government property, they would stop me before I'd go out the door. And they'd ask me, this is what's going on in my life, can you pray with me? I said, well, yes, I can pray for you. I said, let's do it right now, right here. And we would pray. Now. I'm telling you that for a reason. Your business is not about making money. It's about the people God wants you to touch. And He ain't dependent on the pastor to do it. The pastor is to equip you to do the work of this kind of ministry in your everyday life. Because you're going to meet people and conduct business with people, I'll never know. Now you understand what we're talking about? God's going to give you stuff to prosper you, but it ain't about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. Because God put you here for this generation. And you're more than capable of doing it. That's why the Holy Ghost has got to burn out all the excuses of your flesh. You say, Pastor Ronnie, you're already starting on me. Yes, I am. Because you ain't getting out of here with any... You're going to have to put some skin in the game. Okay? Okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to sacrifice my skin and put it in the game. Then give somebody a high five and then you may be seated. You that are viewing by live stream, we're not excusing you either. Just because you're not here with your face red. Y'all missed that. <laughs> Glory to God. We're going to, where's the youth? You got them? Okay. Go ahead and dismiss the 180, and they can go to do do their thing. Thank God for 180. We bless them in Jesus' name. And listen, God's going to do something through them, and He is working with them right now. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I want to give you a couple of things. Oh, my goodness. You do not want to miss any service this week. There's going to be other ministries involved, other speakers involved, and you don't want to miss Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, I can't be at all of them. Well, you can be, Don't miss them. Don't miss them. I hope we make you jealous. Glory to God. Don't want to miss any of it. Now... I'm going to make announcements at the last. How about that? Y'all don't want me to interrupt what I'm doing now, do you? Okay. We'll make the announcements at the last. Don't let me forget it. Father, we thank you right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. We thank you that the spirit of learning is here. Holy Spirit, you're the great teacher. Teach us. Talk to us. Help us discern the moment. We give you the praise and thanksgiving. That every single one of us are going to leave this place today with something burning on the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Glory to God. You know, I've said this a number of times to people particularly that were in working with me, I've said it to my sons, I've said it to my grandsons. When the fire, your oven is hot, that's when you better do the cooking. Y'all missed that. I can see right now some of you need a little passion put in you. When the stove and the pan, the frying pan. How many of you done any frying? I really like deer meat. Put that back strap in there in that frying pan and fry up some deer meat. Woo! Man, that's good. That's better than any beef. But you know how you cook back strap like that? The pan has to be Hot. You don't simmer it. you follow me? There's no simmering. You're going to put it in there while it's hot. The Holy Spirit is making things hot. Okay? There is a time to pull back. There is a time to, to rest. I get that. But there's also a time where there is a spirit of urgency because of what God is preparing. Anytime that I ever did cook deer meat is because I would always put the pan on first with the oil in it. That's significant. Okay? And let let that oil start getting hot. And while that's going on, I'm preparing the meat And then I throw it in there and it starts sizzling. You know, there's some flesh that needs to do some sizzling. (laughs) Glory to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, Is he talking about you? There is something in the spirit realm that took place at the beginning of this year. A shift. And I, could, I couldn't have explained it to anybody. There's something that happened to me. It's kind of like having seed in the ground for a long time and no moisture hit it and then all of a sudden the rain comes and it's just, it's just sprouting. Okay, That's where we're at. And a lot of times people don't discern the moment that they're in. Just because there's great conflict does not mean that this is meant to sink you. It only sinks you if you don't understand your timing. The things that are going on in our society cannot be changed without God moving in the church. And it has to be the fire of the Holy Ghost. Because our reasoning, even trying to reason with one another, is not going to solve the problem. People say, well, we need to to sit down and talk. It depends on who you're talking to. There There are some people, you're just talking to a wall. Are you following me? And so we get over there and then we think, well, we, 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 the, the, this, is what, this is what Washington says. We've got to reach across the aisle and compromise. I think the American people have compromised long enough by letting the politicians compromise us right into sin. Because they have had nothing to stand on but their own agenda to stay in power. And now God says, the United States does not belong to the politicians. It doesn't even belong to the people. It belongs to me. I raised it up and I can bring it down. And as long as America would point towards God... And His word, America, will stand. But the church has been programmed to believe that all we've got to do is try to compromise with the enemy and now the enemy's running us over and God says, enough is enough. I want what I want out of this nation and I am going to demand it be done through the church. And any church that does not Understand that they're going to fall apart and disintegrate because they are not of God. God has a purpose for the church. And we're at the end of the church age, and the church has to be the church. Are you following me? It's no longer about coming to church to get what I want. It ain't never been about that. It's about coming to church and finding out what God wants. And when I do what God wants, I am so glad I did because all of my circumstances change. It's called seeking the kingdom of God first and all these other things shall be added to you. Are, are you hearing me? All right, let me just say that. You're hearing what the Holy Spirit saying. Because God's going to start putting, listen carefully, you into a place whereby your flesh will shake and quake and your knees will knock and it'll try to get you to absolutely disobey what God's telling you. The times of refreshing and the bringing to the surface of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire for this ministry and other ministries that are scattered out all across this nation is to get the church refreshed and revived to God, all I want is what you want. Speak to me. Tell me what you want for me to do today. And when you get into that position, he'll lead and guide. I'll never forget Norval Hayes. Great teacher. I remember him telling a story. He's driving down the road in Florida, just praising and worshiping God all by himself. The Holy... You see, he had devoted... He he was a businessman. And he devoted... After he got born again, he devoted his life to spreading the gospel. And so, he's driving down the road doing what, going from one place to another place just to find out, you know, what God wants him to do. He's praising the Lord in Florida. And all of a sudden, he drives down the road and the Holy Spirit, everybody say Holy Spirit. Spirit. See, this is what I want you to get. The Holy Spirit said to him, you see that piece of property? I want you to buy it. He didn't ask him to just, he said, I want you to buy it. So he obeyed God and he went and bought it. He's driving down the road, maybe a year or two later, I don't know how much time span it was. He's driving down the road just praising and worshiping the Lord all by himself. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Now I want you to sell that property. I don't remember how much money he made. The point is, when you put the kingdom of God first... Other things fall into place. And that may be a simple truth to you, but how many of you ever had your head argue with well, what's going on in here? The rest of you haven't ever obeyed God then, I promise you. Because your flesh, my flesh, your flesh, doesn't matter. All flesh is flesh is going to argue with God on what He's going to tell you to do. And He's never going to tell you to do that you can do something on your own. You're going to have to... This is what it means to live by faith. Living by faith is not about just, uh, you know, I'm trying to be confident during these rough times. Living by faith is on the cutting edge of where your flesh Automatically starts going like this. In fact, if you're going to break any, out of any box, your answer is on the cutting edge of what you've been used to. I want to say that one more time. Your answer to your situation is on the cutting edge of what you've been used to, it's out just outside that little paradigm you have in your mind, your way of thinking. Because God doesn't want us to have any confidence in our flesh or let the flesh take any glory for the things of God. God says, I'm going to put you outside that box, and guess what? You're going to be where you have to totally surrender and totally believe me. Most Christians haven't wanted to do that. Because we love the comfort zone. You know the zone of comfort? You know where the temperature's just right, not too hot, not too cold. The music's just right, not too loud, not too quiet, not too fast, not too slow. Hello. And then when the preacher comes up, he doesn't preach too long, he doesn't preach too loud. He doesn't challenge me. He just makes me feel comfortable. If you go to a church like that, you might as well form a funeral procession. Because you're not living. You're dying. And there are many churches where God wants to bring the move of the Holy Spirit into, and I've already told Him, Lord... You're going to do it here if you do it anywhere. Yes. Because you're not leaving me out. I've waited for decades for this moment, and you ain't are going to leave me out. <laughs> and that's where you've got, you and I have got to get to the point, and then we're going to start seeing things change in our own personal lives and in the lives of this society. Are you following me? And it's going to be where you're you waking up in the morning. God, where are you? Where are you? I got to have you. Got to have you. And He's going to say, "I've been waiting for you to wake up." I ain't even read the Bible yet. This is the age of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Go with me, we'll just read it real quickly. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, which we've been talking about, but I'm going to take you to a couple other new places, but I've got to set the stage right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul the apostle comes to the church at Corinth. Before, the church, before there was a church, there was just a bunch of heathens at Corinth. And God used Paul the Apostle to come there and, and tell the gospel. And Paul said in verse number 1 out of the King James, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with enticing or excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, or the witness of God, we could put it like that, or the witness of God. Everybody say Witnesses. Now, what does that mean? That doesn't mean Jehovah Witnesses. It means Witnesses of the Holy Ghost. Okay? We're not talking about forming some kind of theory right here. We're talking about a witness that can prove that this happened. This happened. I'm a witness to it. Okay? Okay. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I can come over here and give you elegant speech and, and, and talk within a 30-minute period, which we've all, if you've ever heard any church program, uh, uh, any church growth, that's what they tell you. Don't preach over 30 minutes. This is different. You're in a different season now than you were. Okay? Your time is of, of great importance. I'm going to say that one more time. Your time is of great importance. But the Holy Ghost's timing is even of greater importance. Okay? Watch this. It's not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration. Everybody say demonstration. Another word for demonstration is manifestation. Manifestation of the Spirit and of power. Everybody say power. Listen, God is wanting to move among the the young people of our generation because they've heard the church do nothing but for 30 minutes expound on what God could do but there was no witnesses to it being done. And so they're searching. You want to know why? Why? We have a generation that's following after socialism and communism and has that attitude. It's because there's been no demonstration in the church. And God says, I'm bringing back a demonstration, a manifestation of my spirit and of power. Everybody say power. Power. Jesus literally raised from the dead. David literally killed Goliath. Daniel really did sleep with the lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace and came out without the smell of smoke. That literally happened. It wasn't a figure. That was all done by a demonstration of the power of God. And it won't happen as long as the church just wants words of comfort. It'll be all right, darling. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. And you go right back out into the misery you came out of. You and I, listen carefully, you and I are here to be the witness. All right, let me, I got to hurry. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Where's your faith supposed to be? Power of God. Not in your trying to reason it, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, not the wisdom of this world, which the princes of this world... nor the princes of this world that come to naught. God is bringing a close to their effect on this society. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world under our glory. Do you hear that? God appointed this moment for you and I before the world began, so that we could glory in this moment with the power of God and be bold witnesses that this does work. Amen. Are you, are you understanding? This does work. Say, the Word of God, word of God. works, works. By, the of the by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I am talking to you boldly because I want you to hear it. If I talk to you real kindly, well, that was a sweet sermon. I don't want no sweet sermons. I want something to hit you in the gut. So when you leave, it resonates in your gut Monday morning. Y'all still love Jesus. You can say amen to that. But we speak uh, uh, which none of the princes of this world would have known... They didn't know it, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Here's where God wants to bring the church. He wants to bring the church to such uh, a consciousness of the power of the Holy Ghost within the church that the devil would regret any assault on the church for fulfilling God's purpose would regret it but if there is no power in the church the devil won't regret it glory to God you know who the regrets really should belong to don't you it shouldn't belong to you it should belong to the devil the devil's trying to make you feel and accuse you of what he's feeling. A tactic. tactic that was used by candidate Clinton against Trump. Accusing him of what they're doing. That went really good. You didn't like me using that illustration. Because I get it. You like everything nice. But as it is written, Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, do you love God? It's pretty evident, or you wouldn't have showed up here, right? God's prepared some things that your eye hasn't seen, your ear hasn't heard, and neither have you dreamed it in your heart. Okay? God's prepared them got them ready from the foundation of the world for you to glory in. Or I'll say it another way, for you to rejoice in. Okay? When you understand this, that's why Paul says, I look forward. I'm paraphrasing. I look forward to the things that come my way so that the glory of God might be revealed through me. That's what he's talking about. Now listen to what he says, this part. Even though we haven't seen them, heard them, or entered into our heart, but God hath revealed them unto who? Us. How? By his Spirit. He's revealed them to us. Watch this. Getting better. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Just like there are things hidden in you that nobody else knows. Okay? God's got things hidden in him that no man knows. And things hidden in Him about you that you don't know. But God does reveal them to us. But how does He do it? He does it by His Spirit. You underestimate, because of fallen human nature, the call of God on your life. You underestimate it. Because fallen human nature is the nature of the devil that's contrary to the workings of God and his plan that he's he's hidden you in his heart and his plans for you and your head that the devil rattles all the time is always trying to get in the way of what God has already prepared that he wants you to glory in in these moments but you don't discern them because you're not spirit led you are fleshly led. And God is pouring out of His Spirit on this, this, this generation in the church in the last days so He can burn all that junk out of the way so that you can be led by the Spirit and become the witness. You absolutely can say, I swear by God that happened. Amen. And the world will make fun of you. So what? Right. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. I was reminded when Pastor Odell had his church on the northwest side of town, and he had a a man come over there. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, He always talked about, Merry Heart doeth good like a medicine. You'll maybe remember him, Pastor Odell. But they brought a little baby. I'll never forget this, had no fingers, no fingers. And he prayed some little simple prayer. I'm a witness to what I'm fixing to tell you. All of a sudden, that baby started having little fingers poking out. Now, they didn't come all the way out, but you started seeing them poke out. They got about like that, right there in front of them. And somebody go, Oh, no, no, I don't know if I believe that. That's because you're too comfortable. <laughs> now, you ought to see some of your faces. Verse number 12. Now we've received not we now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we may know that we may know that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God God wants you to know them This is the hour of the holy spirit to manifest in the church like he did at the beginning In the book of Acts. Are are you following me? And guess what? They're going to break out. Even if you wait tables like Stephen. You don't want to miss this week. You're looking for some kind of ordination plaque on the wall. And God says... I ordained this for you from the beginning. You don't have to have somebody else's name stamped on that. That really went well. <laughs> All right, let's just jump because I see right now that some of these people need the passion translation. In John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's start with verse number 14. Look at this. Jesus is doing the speaking. And he says, ask me anything. How much does anything mean? Anything Anything in my name. And I will do it for you. Guess what you're having problems with? Your head. Your spirit is rejoicing over that, but your head is saying, anything? Well, Anything I ask? Watch this. Loving me empowers you to obey my commandments. Now here's the key. Loving him... Is what empowers you to obey his commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior. Now, this word Savior, it doesn't mean that another person's going to pay the price. You've got to follow this thing through. Okay? Jesus, the man that died on the cross. Went to hell and rose again the third day. Yes, amen. And appeared before his disciples for 40 days to be witnesses of his resurrection. And we're going to get to that verse here in a minute. He said, it's necessary that I leave. Okay? Necessary that I leave. Now, he's the one that paid the price for our salvation. But he is not, listen carefully, on earth. The scripture says that he is seated in heaven until he sees his enemies, his footstool. Are you understanding what I just said to you? Jesus, the man, is not in the earth. His work is completed until he sees his enemies as his footstool. Now listen very carefully. I'm going to make some bold statements here. Turn to your neighbor and say, get your head ready. Jesus ain't coming back the church until the enemies have been made his footstool. I don't care what kind of Bible teacher gets up and teaches all about the end times. Yes, we see things forming and we see that day approaching and it's more close than it's ever been before, and if you really believe that Jesus was coming tomorrow, I think your priorities would change. And he's telling the church, discern the moments. Because things are preparing for that. But he ain't going to come until his enemies be made his footstool. Now what does that mean? That means he's going to use the church to do something before He comes. Listen to this. He said, I'm going to give you another Savior. Look at this. The Holy Spirit of... What is our generation been bombarded with? Lies. They don't know who to believe. If you believe... Listen carefully. I hope you didn't believe the quack During the pandemic. He lied. And it's coming out now if you've been paying attention. You cannot trust a system that will lie to you. I don't care what it's in. Who will be to you a friend just like me? Who will uh, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they cannot see him. They think us that are filled with the Holy Ghost and act like, in their eyes, we act crazy. That's okay. Who's the real crazy ones? The ones that believe lies. <laughs> Woo, I'm having a good time. I hope you are. Amen. <laughs> the world won't receive Him because they can't see Him or know Him. Why? Because it's something they can't see. They base truth on an illusion. How many of you ever went to a magic show? This, okay. How many of you know that it is a magic? You know what magic means? It means it's a lie. Your eyes are being deceived. And you're standing there. How did they do that? Well, the world wonders how we do it. And they put it in the category of the magic show. When in reality, it's the truth from the beginning. The world's living in an illusion of a magic show. How do you think the Antichrist is going to deceive in the last day? <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. But you know him intimately because he remains with you. Watch this. And will live Inside you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Holy Spirit. I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you. Now listen very carefully. What he's talking about here is not the second coming. He's not talking about the second coming. He's talking about, I'm going to be crucified. And you're going to, you're going to scatter like, like, like sheep that without no shepherd. And you're going to groan. And you're going to go read it. 14, 15, 16, 17th chapter of John for yourself. That's what he's talking about to his disciples. He said, you're going to grieve and the world's going to rejoice. But I haven't left you alone. Why? Because I'm sending somebody. Go with me to John chapter 16. Again, out of the Passion Translation. Verse 7. But here's the truth. Everybody say the truth. This is, not, this, is not a, this is not a magic show. Here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the divine encourager... King James says, comforter. We like the word comfort. (laughs) I would love to exercise if I didn't sweat. (laughs) You all know what I'm saying? I would like to eat the whole thing. If I couldn't believe after I ate it, I ate the whole thing. Any comfort. You follow what I mean? So that's the way it says it in King James. It says, here, the divine encourager will not be released to you if I don't go away. But after I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. Sin, because they refuse to believe in who I am. Jesus is talking. God's righteousness, because I'm going back to join the Father, and you will see me no longer. And judgment, because the ruler of this dark world has already received his sentence. Do you know why the devil tries to make many of God's people feel condemned? Because he is. He's just trying to make you feel what he feels. In other words, he's trying to accuse you of what's going on with him. He's trying to get you to receive it. But the encourager, the Holy Ghost, is going to help you to discern what is a lie of the devil and what is the truth of God's resurrecting power. Glory to God. And there is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's, not, it's more than you can grasp at this moment because they haven't received the Holy Ghost. But when the truth-giving Spirit comes... He will unveil the reality of every truth, where? Within you. He won't speak of His own, but only what He hears from the Father, and He will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Pour out of my spirit upon all flesh in the last days. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They're going to prophesy what's not being seen yet. That spirit, a Holy Spirit, is available for you and I today. Go back, please. Did I I finish where I was going? Did I go through verse 16? Verse 13. I guess I did. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Are you ready? This is the last verses we're going to, so get ready. Let's put the icing on the cake. Because we want to eat it. Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 13 through 16, out of the Passion Translation, for time's sake. I encourage you to read it out of the King James 2. But look at this. But the evil men and sorcerers will progress from bad to worse, deceived and being deceived and deceiving. Deceived and being... It sounds like to me that's exactly what's going on in society. As they led people further from the truth... There is no Russian collusion. But guess what? The deceived ones continue to try to push that deception. And the sad thing is some of God's people believe it. I'm not preaching politics trying to help you understand. If you get the shot, you won't get the COVID. You won't get it. Now, if you get <clears throat> the 13th booster, you won't get it. <laughs> Lie again. Church has bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost... We didn't let him be the spirit of truth. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, why are you talking like that? I'm trying to make a connection for you. That same spirit of deception can come into the church to make you feel comfortable. I don't know where we get that the Holy Ghost is going to make you comfortable. I don't know about you... But anytime I ever stuck my fingers in the outlet in the wall, it didn't make me comfortable. Didn't make me comfortable. In fact, it made me move around a lot. Made me shout a little bit. I probably rolled in the floor for a little while. That's the type of power we're talking about. Now don't go stick your fingers in the outlet. Stick your heart in God and let Him fill you with the Holy Ghost and I promise you, you won't be sitting on your blessed unassurance. You'll be activated. And yet you must continue to advance, even though those deceptions are out there, you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart. Being assured by God that He's the one who has truly taught you all these things. Remember what you were taught from your childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. My dad preached a whole sermon. I heard him preach this many times. The Holy Spirit was telling him one time, brought this back to his remembrance, this particular verse. It says it like this in the King James. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. Well, that's true. And he said, Lord, I know that's true. All Scripture that was written down... Uh, You you inspired the holy writings? And he said, that's true. And agreed with him. And he said, read it again. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. God. After about the third or fourth time, it finally connected. Just like today. I've got to say it again. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Let me give you a little clue. The prophets in the Old Testament made it like this. I'm going to take my law and I'm going to write it on their heart. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Do you think God wanted to write it on printed matter? He wants to put it on your heart. So for Him to write it on your heart, it has to be given by inspiration. The Holy Ghost has to inspire the writing of it on your heart. I'm going to say it another way. It'll never be written on your heart until you yield to the Holy Ghost inspiring it in your heart. Now watch this. We're, we're closing. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, whether it be written on printed page or whether it be put in your heart. The The breath of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. God, this is what Jesus did. He breathed on His disciples and said, be filled with the Holy Ghost. He breathed on them. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Now let me see if I can sum it up. And I have to go back to this illustration. Well, there's many illustrations. Dear Jesus. God gave Pastor Zona a word from the Lord. This scripture written in Isaiah, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment will be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and so on and so forth. Okay? God did it at us. We used to sing a song and he rolled it inside of her spirit. That's why music is very, very important. You need to be singing even if you can't carry a tune. Get a bucket you can carry it in. Okay? He inspired it inside of her. As he inspired it on the inside of her, little did she know what was coming. The devil was going to attack. But guess what? God put an inspiration in here that could even confuse the mind's understanding. Within a week or so of God giving that song to her, she had to have a two emergency surgeries within one week, six months worth of chemotherapy, and then another major surgery at the end of six months. She had three surgeries through this whole process. They were all major. Okay? But that inspiration on the heart laid the axe at the root of the tree. Are you following me? Now you say, well, Pastor Ronnie, if God gives, does He always give it it, it, when a negative situation is coming up? No. The outcome was assured from the beginning. It not only healed her, but it laid the axe of the DNA tree that cannot be passed on to the next generation. We declared it right then. The axe is laid at the root of this tree. How come? The leading of the Holy Spirit with the instruction of the outcome. You understand what I'm talking about now? It's not only just in an area when it seemed like you're going to get attacked, but it's also in the... The devil would have been better off leaving her alone. I gave this illustration before. I'm going to use it again. It happened to us. I can't take any credit for any faith because I didn't have none. Zona and I were working two different jobs just trying to make ends meet. You all know what I'm talking about? You got to understand, this is in the 70s. Kind of like what we're hitting right now. we coming home from work, we're fixing to check the mail, we're fixing to get the kids ready, take them to the babysitter, and we're fixing to go on the north side of town uh, to Bible school. Now, pay attention, right here. Because you don't want to do what I did. Say that with me out loud, you don't want to do what Pastor Ronnie did. We're driving there and we drive up to the mailbox, we're driving towards the mailbox, I hadn't got to the mailbox right here, and Pastor Zona said to me, and she wasn't in the ministry at that time as far as pastoring, and she said, Ronnie, I just feel like God's telling me we're going to get a check in the mail. And I turned to her and I said, Zona, who's going to send us a check in the mail? We're not in the ministry. We're all in the ministry. Y'all... Oh my God, I can see right now, y'all need this week. We're all in the ministry. But in my concept of my mind, I'm not pastoring a church who's going to send us a check in the mail. As if the only checks that come to anybody, you have to be in a, a pastor. Turn to your neighbor and say, P-brain. And I said, who's going to send it? She said, I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but I just feel something stirring in here. Well, we went to the mailbox and it didn't come. She did this every day for three weeks. And it got to where I started making fun of her. Turn to your neighbor and say, P-Brain. Now, I'm going to church, been in church all my life. And I'm letting carnal reasoning overtake what God's trying to bless us with. Some of you snap out of it about right now. And I, and I said, Zona, who, who's going to send it? And I started making fun of her. And she, she, she said, I don't care. You can make fun of me all you want. I know that there's some money coming to us in the mail. Three weeks every day. And I got to where I'd say, you want the mail? <laughs> y- y- don't, y- y'all got that little snicker stuff going on. And I'm not talking about a candy bar right now. You, you, we started, and I started doing that nearly every day. Now, I I, I doubted it up up until then. But see, I didn't let the Holy Ghost paint it on my heart. I could have, by getting in agreement. Snap out of it right now. You can, if you get in agreement with the Holy Ghost. Even if He uses somebody else. He doesn't always have to talk to you. He can talk to Pastor Ronnie to tell you. That went really big. Well, how come he won't talk to me direct? Because the Holy Ghost is polite. Pastor Ronnie's blunt. <laughs> and so, one day, about three weeks of this going on, and we drove up to the mailbox. It's on my side to get the mail, the way we was facing. And I pulled out of the mailbox and said, you want the mail? She said, yeah, just give it to me. He gave it to me. She went through the mail. She opened it up. She said, I got it. I got it. And let me tell you how much of a man of faith I was. I would not let her cash it. I said, don't you cash that check. Because somebody made a mistake. It wasn't her. And it wasn't the company. It was me. And I wouldn't let her. I said, I'm going to call. Something's wrong. Well, I didn't realize the Holy Ghost is trying to tell me. He's trying to correct me and get me back on the path of what he's trying to do. But my head, pea brain, was in the way. I wouldn't accept it, even though the check is made out and, and signed, dated with an accurate date. Everything's sure, but my head would not let me receive this. So I said, I'm going to call them. And I called them and they said, Sir, the check is yours. Now I'm going to tell you, just don't look at me like you think I'm crazy because you all do the same thing when I get up here and preach sometimes. (laughs) And I said, Zona, they said it's ours, but don't you cash that check because I'm going to call the supervisor tomorrow. This ain't doubting, Thomas. This is unbelieving running. <laughs> and I called them the next day. And I said, I- I'll need the accounting department. And they said, yes, sir. And when they got to the accounting department, I said, I need to talk to a supervisor. I said, I called you yesterday. But, yes, sir, it's your check. I said, I want to talk to your supervisor. Now listen, I was making $100 a week Gross. Gross. Everybody say gross. Gross. Working up here, having to have a second job. Okay, And when I say gross, that was gross pay. That wasn't what I cleared. And I was just mowing the yard, doing things up here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, That we, we take for granted sometimes. This check was a week's pay over a week's pay for me and so and, and on. And so I called him and I said, I want to know, you sent us a check in the mail, and, and, and I want to know if, if this is right. He said, sir, we did an audit at the end of the year, and you overpaid us a year ago. It may have been two years ago. It was two years ago. And it's your check. You need to cash it. And here I got somebody trying to reason with me. But if your head is against God, do you understand what I'm saying? There ain't no reasoning. Because all I could see is we're going to cash this check, we're going to spend the money, and then we've got to pay it back. Don't look at me like that. The Holy Ghost could be telling you to do something, to be a blessing to somebody, and your head's in the way. Needless to say, we did cash the check. But it didn't didn't happen. What I'm saying is there's this battle. The Spirit was working in her, and the flesh was working in me. Are y'all following me? What God wants to do to bless you and to get you out of the box you're in has to take the burning fire of the Holy Spirit. And the church, when I say the church, I'm talking to church is universal. And even here on a local level has been full of carnal reasoning to talk us out of the book of Acts in the last days. You understand what I'm saying? Wouldn't it be exciting to you to come to church and say, Pastor Ronnie, you're, you, you're, i got to tell you what God used and did through me this week. When you start coming to church like that, You won't have to beg, borrow financially, and you won't have to beg people to come to church. You will be on fire, and you will be the burning bush in their life. That's what God wants to do through you. It is not just coming up here and listen to me rant about something. That's the only thing this generation is going to understand. You cannot reason the power of God. You have to learn to jump into the flow of it. That's why you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you can be like I was and argue in your head. You can do that. And you'll be like that man where God wanted to perform a miracle during a time of great famine to the city of Jerusalem. And the prophet says, this time tomorrow. He put a time limit on it. This time tomorrow. This famine will be broken. The famine was so bad that they were eating dove dung. They were eating their own babies. And God says this time tomorrow you'll have more than enough. You'll have plenty. And his right hand man said would to God if there would be windows of heaven that this would happen. And the prophet turned to him and said you'll see it happen but you won't get any of it. Hello. Hello. Are you listening? You can argue it the way I did for that check. For three weeks we needed that check. Three weeks God forewarned, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. coming." We didn't see anything for three weeks. And And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't my faith. God had put it in her by the Holy Spirit. That's what God is saying to you. He wants you to start getting a quickening to where you hear what God is saying in here and you start seeing what nobody else can see. You start knowing inside here what nobody else knows. They're not going to discern you. Quit trying to reason with it. I've always tried to figure out Am I? Listen, I always try to figure out how I'm going to tell God to do something. Sometimes we think too much. And God says, I ain't asking or consulting you on how I'm going to do it. In fact, God's got a thousand combinations. Just so you will rack your brain and still not figure it out. Because He doesn't want you to glory in your wisdom. He wants you to glory in the power of God. He wants your faith to remain there. Because when you have your faith in the power of God, there's nothing God won't do for those who love Him. Those that will say, God, here's my life. I trust you with it. Do do whatever you want to do. I'm going to make room for you to do what you want to do in my life. God is raising up a group of people that will do that, and that is what's going to deliver America. Amen. It's, not, it's not going to be like the status quo of the past. It just ain't going to be. Glory to God. Stand up. That lets you know my intentions. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now. If there's anyone in the sound of my voice in this room or viewing by live stream that's never been filled with the Holy Ghost, I thank you, Father, that they will crown you Lord of their life and you will fill them to overflowing with the great encourager, the one that will give them instruction, correction, and in and, and, and righteousness, Father God, in the name of Jesus, so that they may receive what you've already prepared and keeps ready for them in the name of Jesus. Fill to overflowing. Help us to be conscious 24-7 of the working of your Spirit. For you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to your power that's working in us. Holy Spirit, be the great teacher. Help us to hear your voice so, that, so clearly inside of our spirit that we won't follow anything else. That the spirit of deception would be broken off of our lives. The spirit of delusion and the spirit of a, a magician that is lied and deceived. Glory be to God. Thank you for the church of the Lord Jesus that is awakening, wiping the sleep out of the eyes and arising from the dead and being the church that we're called to be. To have an impact on our society with the gospel of the truth. Glory to God just raise your hand before heaven and say, fill me, Holy Spirit. Overflow my natural reasoning with the influence of you on my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the ability to follow you through the leadership of the Holy Ghost. The very power that raised you from the dead. Glory to God. Now begin to praise Him. Begin to thank Him for filling you to overflowing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Thank you for the leadership of the Holy Ghost. The one that performs the miracles... The one that does the supernatural. The one that causes us to be able to walk with power. A Jesus in this generation. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Lord, you said that the same Spirit that raised you from the dead dwells in us. You would quicken our mortal bodies. Lord, I thank you that there be a quickening of our mortal bodies by the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Thank your thoughts through us. Speak your words through us. Do your exploits through us. We're not our own. Our bodies are your temples. Instruct us, correct us, reprove us if necessary. But Father, help us to stay, help us to stay in the flow of your spirit. Holy Spirit, do your teach us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Now I speak healing. To everyone in the sound of my voice. Spirit, soul, and body. Long and strong. Being able to do what the doctor says won't be done. Outliving their death sentence. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, Hallelujah. The spirit of miracles is here. There'll be some in the sound of my voice that are hearing the word of the Lord right now. And he's writing it on your heart and you will defy. You will defy what medical science has absolutely put on you and says that's where your body is confined you will break out of that box and you will be a witness of the glory of God it's in the work right now God's doing a work right now and it'll rise out of your spirit And you'll absolutely go beyond the limitations of your mind and the minds of medical science. Glory to God. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. You say, Pastor Ronnie, how are you knowing? I'm listening to the Holy Ghost. I ain't listening to my head that's trying to talk you out. Talk myself out of it or you out of it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's got, He's got stuff for you to do and He don't want you to be comfort, comfortable in dying. He wants you to be a person of faith. And he said, Pastor Ronnie, I don't know about this. Well, just stick around and we'll eventually get it in you. It's going to happen. There'll be some here. There'll be some here to give witness to what I'm talking about. You'll give witness to it. You'll come up here and say, I, I, I just got to tell y'all. I just got to tell y'all what God's done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a praise and then I'm going to give you announcements so you can go home. Glory to God. Alright, now I've got to go through this quickly. The spirit of Goliath is stirred in our city. And he's cocky, deceitful, thinks he's going to get by with absolutely trying to deceive the voters of this, of this city. He's trying to turn San Antonio into Portland. And it's Prop A. If you live in the city of San Antonio, you need to find out about Prop A. We'll be glad to uh, assist you in that. But you need to vote no, and you need to let everybody in the world know. You don't want to vote it, because that means that there are certain laws that, that, that law enforcement won't in, won't. In force, and law, they're trying to disrupt and get law and order out of this city and it was done by a deceitful city council this is going to happen on May 6th, you need to prepare you need more information there'll be somebody at that red table in the front, they'll uh, glad to assist you and you need to be stirred to do something about this, even though there's a spirit of Goliath there's also the spirit of David And it has to be done in the church because the world cannot receive the spirit of David. Okay? We're going to give you all kinds of ammunition. And I want you to spread the word. Talk, talk, talk. Talk. Be bold. Okay? All right. I don't have time to go through all of that, but there'll be somebody to assist you. Second thing. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday evening, 10 o'clock. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock Friday Friday night at 7 o'clock. We may go past 10. No, I'm teasing. I don't know. But 7 o'clock Friday night, 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Saturday, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Okay? We're going to have some special guest speakers. And we're gonna—we are absolutely going to equip you to be the leaders that you've been called to be. Amen. Okay, God's going to do some things, and it starts Wednesday night, and it starts—it uh, continues on uh, Thursday morning, and then right on through the week. You say, "Well, Pastor Ronnie, why are we going to do? You got to be saturated." Everybody say, "Saturated." <laughs> That's what, the, that's what the world does to you seven days, six days a week, and then you, you want me to do it in 30 minutes on Sunday. Ain't going to happen. Okay? And then tonight, 6 o'clock, I've been praying about when God wanted me to do this. Been praying about it for months. Tonight we're going to talk about biblical economics. What the Bible has to say. It's going to be increasingly important. You've already had three banks fail. And you got one more. It was very close. They're anticipating at least 200. Okay. But the media is not telling you that. Now I'm not scaring you. I'm trying to tell you where we're at. I'll give you all the details. And there'll be things that you can do biblically. But I am going to tell you right now. We're going to go right into it. I am not, we're not going to have praise and worship. We're going to go right into it because I've got to share with you a bunch of stuff. There are things that you can do. But I am going to tell you right now. Everything that I'm going to tell you tonight, if you're not going to make up your mind to be a tither, it won't work for you. Okay? I can tell you all the right things to do, But if you haven't made it a commitment to be in covenant relationship through tithing and offerings, everything that I'm going to tell you won't mount to anything because you're not following the first things first. So if you come tonight, you're saying, then I'm going to put first things first. Okay? All right. Father, I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I I speak blessings on everyone. I speak the name of Jesus over them. Thank you that your grace surrounds us like a shield. Follows us wherever we go. We hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. You have given your angels charge over every single one of us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name of Jesus to use which we invoke and we declare. In the name of Jesus, say it out loud. In the name of Jesus, there will be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, I thank you right now that your filling is so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, your love would ooze out of us and touch those people with the gospel of the truth. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, give everybody a high five. Let them know I'm glad you're here today thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.